You are listening to the Corecast special episode number 10 for mid-October 2010. Forecast episode number ten for October two thousand ten. Uh, Frankie is absent uh, absent today, uh, as well as Eric. Uh, is doing a special episode now, just covering three topics. Uh, number one is Untold Tales of Blackest Night and uh, Rebels twenty one. And what else was there? A hundred page Green Lantern Spectacular. Oh yes, that one as well. Starting off, let's just uh, let's get into Untold Tales of Blackest Night. There's quite a few stories in there. Uh, what do you guys think? Colton? That's exactly what I thought. Thank you. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yes, I wasn't sure how best to say uh, that. Uh, most of them were kind of, uh, well, for one thing, the, the Rainbow Rider story we'd have already seen. I was kind of, was kind of disappointed because, you know, with, when you have a limited space like this, you, you want stories you haven't seen yet. Yeah. You want to go with something a little bit new, and that just kind of felt almost lazy. I mean, admittedly, I think it wasn't it wasn't in color in the original, in the special, was it, originally? Oh, I haven't even read that. Were you talking about the director's cut of Blackest Night? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was that was one of the things that was included, but I think it was like in black and white. Yeah. Eh. Well, it didn't do anything for me here. To, to be honest, a lot of things here are just like little cuts from Blackest Night, like stuff like they just decided to pull out at the last minute. So they're not exactly what you call <laughs> thrilling. I mean, they're just like little. There's like little cuts, like oh yeah, this is what this guy thought three seconds before he became a Black Lantern. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's crucial. I needed to know that. I mean, as I told myself when I picked this up, I was like, okay, there's two things that are going to make this issue for me. I mean, at the very least, if like they explain a little bit about Donna's getting bitten on the neck, if they do something with that, uh, then it's going to be worthwhile for me. Plus, the Ethan story, I, I knew that was going to be awesome, and it was. That, that actually made the issue for me. Um, other than that, uh, nothing else really did anything for me either way. I mean, the deleted scene crap from Blackest Night, the Jeff John stuff, I never even read that stuff before. I never got the director's cut or any of that shit. Um, it was okay, but it it certainly reasons to say why it was cut. Uh, it doesn't really add anything either way. I don't know who these people are, and I've been reading DC Comics for some time, but eh. The Animal Man story was cool. took up a little more space than I would have liked. Um, the Donatory stuff, it, it delivered mostly, but I don't know. It didn't really... It didn't actually make anything of the of the biting, though. It, it, it kind of addressed it more, uh, which is kind of what we were expecting after the Titan stuff, but it didn't really go anywhere with it. Like, yeah, I got bit, and I'm slowly turning into a Black Lantern. This is stuff we already knew, um, but there was really nothing more substantial to it than that. She, we find out that she got cured three seconds before she was forced <laughs> from a Black Lantern anyways. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you're cured, oh shit, die, oh, I'm a Black Lantern now. <laughs> I bet she was thinking in her head, damn it, this was pointless. Speaking of pointless, the Scarecrow story was, that, that made me mad. It was like, this is being billed as like a Sinestro core Scarecrow story, and, you know, I didn't like... 
I didn't really love the, the the whole idea of the Sinestro Corps Scarecrow. I mean, I liked I liked the concept, I liked the idea of it, but uh, as far as what we got actually of it in Blackest Night, there wasn't a whole lot there. So I think, like most people that like the idea, I was sort of looking forward to this as sort of like a, a spotlight on this the Sinestro Corps Scarecrow. But it, it wasn't really that. I mean, literally, it just sort of like it uh, it sort of redoes that initial scene in Blackest Night where he gets the Sinestro Corps ring and it makes a big it makes a big story of that and then the last page is like oh yeah now he's a Sinestro Corps Scarecrow that's bullshit but waste potential there I mean they could have yeah. started they could have made that last page the first page and then gone on from there yeah explore yeah. him using the ring explore him putting his fear to active life it's like the whole thing is like oh yeah he's he's scared of Batman that's his one fear it's like we, we get that already they beat us over the head about that in Blackest Night let's let's go from there I don't know. That's just that's just what I find to be wasted potential. I mean, it could have been cool. I mean, the scarecrow does well enough just with fear gas. What can he do with the ring that feeds off his own fear and makes it into shape? You know? Yeah. Ugh, that's kind of depressing. West, what do you think? Most of this issue was dreadful. Um, Which just, parts? Which parts? Um, specifically, the Go animal work. man was terrible. Go from worst um, to best. Worst of it, ah. Starting with Animal Man? No, I, I think I'll agree and say Scarecrow was the worst, only because it was it was about three pages of hallway. And it, was, <laughs> it, was just, it was just terrible, and the art was not good there. Um, with, I think it what was, it Brent something? Brett um, Booth. Yeah, um, Brett Booth. He'll be doing a one-shot in January that I'm... I can't read now because now I know what his art looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of Todd McFarlane like, like early Todd McFarlane like. I kind of dug it. But terrible. It was, that was a waste of pages. Um, I think I think Animal Animal Man would be next. It was it was a, it was a lot going on there. Um, my biggest pet peeve about it was the fact that his kids still haven't aged, and it's been. 50 years since he was around his kids need to be older than toddlers they should be damn near Wally West's age um and his little affection for Starfire is is beyond creepy um no man should be thinking about that woman like that I don't Why? care if he lives because your wife is there and if, you, if you're gonna talk yourself into loving her every 10 seconds then you need to leave <laughs> yeah, her how- how, 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 how dare some guy been, have... You haven't been married, have you, West? How dare some guy have hormones and be next to a hot chick and think something? How dare he? You should fucking kill himself. Why would you, why would you live with the person you want to you wanna, uh, have as your mistress? Some people love torturing themselves. They, that's what the... Clearly, Edmund is lives. that guy. Yes. I, I, I never knew Buddy Baker was such a... Uh, yeah, yeah, just masochist. just wait. Masochist, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're lucky Starfire's not on the Earth right now, or he'd be having her over for barbecue right now, yeah, like in that bikini of hers, or less. Now, I was I was told that he lives with her now. I don't know what story that came in, but I think he, she, he used to. Yeah, she, well, she's, not, of... she's not on Earth anymore. She kind of ditched it after uh, some of that Blackest Night stuff and Final Crisis. What kind of self-respecting wife lets an alien hot chick? Who walks around in that? Live with her. First of all, if you're gonna have his kid, maybe they're running seven years old. Maybe they're that's running. Not a good role model. Maybe they're running trains off page. You don't know. 
Well, I, I would have to assume that they're into that kind of stuff. Maybe they are. This, Maybe they're swingers. He's called Animal Man. <laughs> this is redefining the way I look at Buddy Baker, and it's for the worse. It really it's is. It's for the worst. You, 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 you assume that it's not consensual with her as well. It's, it's yeah, all that freeway there. That's not a good thing. Not for Buddy Baker. Well, that's a great thing for Buddy Baker. Maybe like maybe he taps him like a rabbit and like pleases them all night long. You don't know. It's great for Buddy. Bad for me because now I look at him as a pervert who only thinks of Starfire every five seconds. Moving on. uh, (laughs) What else was there? Oh, Uh, one thing we didn't get to talk about was uh, we finally get to see Lissa Drax get out of the book. Yeah, that's kind of that was Gleason, right? The Framian story was it? I guess it was. That was something that really needed yeah. resolution. Yeah, kind of just saw her just shoved in the book and then forgotten about, really. And that really struck me as out of left field. It was like, oh, well, let's throw her in the book, and then yeah. Well, uh, here, the bad but, thing about this is they have to do this over. They have to do this over. There's no way you, we can see her pop up in GLC <laughs> and then not be explained how she got out of the book. Um, they may. Okay. They may not. They may not. They may not. Uh, Couldn't they just put a little box that says "See Untold Tales of the Black Lantern" for more? Because I don't think she'll play a big role in in things, no matter how they, no matter how well, they cut she's it. Some she'll, new, new she'll probably, eventually you'll see a glimpse of her, like just you know, in the background with Apollo uh, or something. I think the writing's on the wall that she'll be back in another book by the end of this next event. Well, I think. I'm pretty sure she, she's going to be in this next event uh, with the little little dude. Unless we're just unless this whole storyline is just the beginning of the little dude's machination. Oh god, no, no, that better be the tale. The extent of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he better not reveal himself to be an even bigger threat. No, or he's Hell. he's he's working for somebody else. And... <laughs> he reveals oh, himself. God. He's that he's that midget from Fantasy Island. Right now, he reminds the me of the, the midget from. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, the the blue guy. <clears throat> blue midget. I can't think of his name. Anyway. Um, what about the I other stuff, Wes? Garlic what about, Jr. What about uh, the Donna stuff? What about uh, the yeah. Jeff Johns deleted shit? What about... Uh, what? None of this shit was deleted. None of this shit. All of this shit was prepared after Blackest Night. I don't believe that any of this was intended to ever be in those eight issues. No. I mean, did, like did, the, did, page, did, the page count was pretty specific. It wasn't like, oh yeah, yeah. there was like eight pages we, we cut. <laughs> yeah, there was this, this time when we got to transition <laughs> to Animal Man. Yeah, fuck out of here. No. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had, they had yeah, nine issues of Blackest Night. Transition to Animal Man for ten pages, yeah. No, um, oh, did, you, did you like the Van Skyver story? I want you, you said from best to worst, so I'm getting there. Get in there, um, Donna and Cassie. Um, I didn't hate it. I just didn't care about it. Um, yeah, it, it it was nice at the end where you know Cassie grows her balls. Uh, something she hasn't done in Teen Titans for the last three years. It seems like so that was nice. He's, he's building towards his uh, his Wonder Girl special. JT's Wonder Girl special that's coming up. Like he's almost foreshadowing that. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he also he wrote the the Titans thing it came from too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good because Cassie needs this, and I'm definitely gonna pick that up regardless. Oh, she needs this and a good Teen Titans writer. Right, right. So she she needs development, and hopefully JT can do that. And this this was a good start, I guess. If assuming that 
his whole purpose is to revamp her into something special, then this was a good start. But if we're just yeah. looking at this in Black as Night, it's just more <laughs> the same crap. Um, do you think this would have? Do you think it would have benefited Black as Night to have included these extra few pages, either in nah, the no. thing or in no. The- no. no, I was fine. You had the big problem with the bite thing. I, yeah, yeah. There's nothing else you could have done with well, it. Well, they they made such a big deal of it, and then nothing. You know. Well, they, they, we even, we like, even had we had JT we had JT on the podcast. We were like, "Hey, JT, tell us about the bite." Like, "Oh no, I can't. It's a big secret." It's like, "Oh wow, I'm excited now. Tell me more." <laughs> and then it's like nothing. Well, why do no. I have a feeling that there was something, and then John said, "Nah, screw it." I, that's what I'm no. thinking. No, no. They were going because somewhere if with that this. Was, if that was the case, then we would have saw it here. No, that if, that if, if it, the, it was well, a, not, not if it was in a direction he wouldn't want to go. I mean, this is you know. Uh, maybe maybe they thought about killing her. I don't know what yeah, it would have been. But. This should have been called John's choice deleted scenes. John's choice. Deleted. <laughs> yeah, but the deleted deleted scenes aren't going to be seen on the face of the earth. I think the 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 impact of this this little segment of this issue would have been so much greater had we seen her die in Blackest Night, Donna, like mm. because. There was supposed to be tension where she's choking her sister, and then there's tension where uh, uh, Starfire is supposed to blast Animal Man's head off. But there's no tension because we know he's alive, and we know Donna's back. So all that is just void. It's just nothing there. It's nothing to get me excited to say, oh, uh... Cassie's. This is how Cassie killed Donna, or this is how Starfire killed Animal Man. But there's none of that. It's just yeah. void. Um, damn. I did like um, how they brought back the the Black Lantern Vision. That was cool. I didn't expect to see that again. So uh, the emotional vision. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, and then comes Van Skyver. Um, that was pretty decent. I thought it was predictable. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I, as soon as the guy showed up, he was pretty much dead. You pretty much know where it's going. Oh, you mean the Green Lantern? Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 think, I figured he would die. Just, they were going to walk off into the sunset and hold his hand. That was just because you know where it's going doesn't mean it isn't a good thing. No, no, no. no, no. Not, at, not at all. I thought, uh, I thought it was well told. It was more the same, which is my only problem with it. Um, the art was nice, um, but, you know, it, it, it's more of the same. It's what we saw for nine months straight over 40 issues of, <laughs> of Black Lanterns. It's, it's nothing special. Um, well, it's a little unique in the sense that, you know, she, this is a character that actually goes around with ring constructs with these three things, and now they actually come to life. About the, skin. About the I mean, same. Emotional impact is uh, yeah. the the what's the kid from Outsiders who saw his family come back? Uh, Katana, her family. The kid. She's a full grown adult who had kids. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Katana's family came back, and I yeah. didn't care then. And I don't really. Care I didn't care then. I don't care now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about. She she slashed up her own damn kid's husband. I do find it funny that uh, she was almost willing to die. That was kind of good. Yeah, I, I like that moment. It was like, I will gladly give my life for yours. She was like, no, no, this doesn't make any sense. Don't kill me. What, I, was like, no, wait, I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> I don't think about it. Kill me. I'm not really willing to give up my life. Okay. <laughs> it's figure speech. <laughs> no, um, I, I guess that makes 
the best story, The Death of the Rainbow Raiders. Um, really? Yeah, two pages. Um, villains I never cared about. Where did they come from? I've never seen these fucks before. They're uh, spinoffs of the Flash villains. Oh, Flash that, explains, that explains it then. Mm. Yeah, um, Jeff Johns created them and Jeff Johns killed them. So, um, yeah. it was, I'm it okay was, with that. To the point. And, you know, it was a nice little The Jeff thing. giveth and the Jeff ticketh away. Right. <laughs> Apparently, it came in in 2005. Yeah, they're not they're not old. Um, the guy, they're just basic villains. Like, to me, it's like a civilian point of view. They're not civilians, but um, it was like mm. a civilian point of view. It's, you see people rising up from the dead. You're like, I don't even know that guy, but. You know, he looks like he's dead outside your window. I I'm going to say, you know what? Maybe it's best I kill myself. I did Maybe. like the little note at the end of the story where it was like, as far as we know, only the dead with the emotional ties to us are rising. The rest are staying in their graves. It was like, okay, these guys are staying dead. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't matter. They're not coming back. Yeah. I don't know if John gets his own characters like, they don't matter. They're dead. Yeah, well, that's the only problem. Like, he created about eight, eight nine original villains. And then he was just like, uh, you can die, you can die, you can die. You so can he just he created, he created eight, eight original villains, and let's kill off seven of them. <laughs> you know, I think the only, I think half of them are either dead or in jail. Uh, so was, was, like, he, was he behind the new Professor Zoom that's not there anymore? What was that? Was he also cr- one who created the new Professor Zoom that's not Professor Zoom anymore? Hunter Zolomon, yes. He handicapped Hunter Zolomon. He's taking out all his own characters for the old ones. Yeah, is, I think I think what he's doing, and I mean this in the utmost respect for Jeff Johns, um, what he's doing is destroying the work he created because it's Wally West and it's not Barry Allen. Oh, don't remember is, me. Yeah. Don't remember... Uh, doesn't, even, doesn't even want to give uh, other other writers the opportunity to even use these old Wally villains. That's What's the guy's Not name? unlike... Uh, GLC and the execution of all the Kyle villains. Eh. He's not. He's not being subtle, is he? No, 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 no not so much. No. Not his best suit. Uh, it, to be fair, at least no one cared about these guys. <laughs> right, right. That's that. That's what makes this two pager so great. It's just that you know, nobody cares. Like, I, don't care. I don't. I don't care. It's okay, like, I, it's I, want like you, it. I want you guys. I want you guys to turn to the first page of the Scarecrow story. And hey there. White Lantern, Animal Man. Are you there? Donna. Yeah, you're gonna keep asking. Me? Yeah. Yes. Look at her fucking thigh. What is? <laughs> right. It's like a linebacker or something. If she, if she bench pressed anymore, she could lift me. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna lift dad ass. But damn. More I, more I look at uh, Gleason's art. Oh, I forgot about Ragman. Uh, that was a waste. That was a panel. Maybe two. No, he had, what, two pages? Yeah, two pages. But it looked nice. It just, no. It was just a waste of pages. It literally did nothing more than the actual comic did. The Ragman comic or Black as Night? Black as Night. (laughs) No, I've never liked Ragman anyway, so I don't know if he's dead or just doesn't have his stuff anymore. Yeah, I feel like that's I feel like that's probably why it was cut because it was like, okay, I got this cool like Jeff said, I got this cool idea about Ragman. What if all the people that are stitched up in his in his shit like came to life and like ripped off of him? 
Then what, yeah? Yeah, but then, then it's like, then what? <laughs> then you actually have to write a story where it's like, that becomes undone, and he becomes ragman again. And he's like, oh, he's basically I gotta, dead I gotta man. Do, I gotta do all that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> If, uh, when you see Ragman again, or have we seen? Have we seen Ragman? Since? No, we haven't. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to think. No, I, that was somebody new. I'm thinking. I was thinking of Tony Daniels Batman, but that was somebody else. Because I feel like oh. next time you see him, it won't even reference this or anything. And nor should it. <laughs> that is a huge fucking die. It's like it's like it's like a yeah. I, I like a, a giant egg or something. Like a tumor in there or something. <laughs> it's like unsightly. <laughs> I have to find out what what story that was that Brett. Uh, like, Brett have, like if you're gonna have sex and like you turn off the lights and you're getting naked and it's like, hey baby, oh, <laughs> oh my god, you're... <laughs> whoa, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, let, let me just kiss your neck, honey. Wait, is that an Adam's apple? <laughs> oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Damn, bitch, right. you did your surgery. He's doing the Starman Con Gorilla, so I wasn't gonna pick that up anyway. It's fine. Who's, who's the, oh, the dude's drawing that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, maybe so that's he, a he, he was career right there. A, the reparations a, for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Con Gorilla. Then he's like, oh shit, that's next week. My bad. That's Con Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put in my Scarecrow story. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, what's next on the agenda? Well, we pretty much covered our untold Blackest Night thoughts, so I guess moving on to... What do you guys want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about The Presents, or do you want to talk about Rebels next? Because Rebels is pretty much the Colton show. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk... Uh, let's, let's save the best for last. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about this special. DC Presents Green Lantern. Yeah. DC Presents Kyle getting hit on by dudes. Yeah, I mean, that's... So, that. let's break down the story. Um, not character details like that but um four issues um issue one kyle gets hit on by gay guys issue two kyle goes to a gay party issue three kyle admits hal's better than him issue four he goes fighting with an old man yeah, that was easy four very um, very specifically chosen issues go on <laughs> they to be fair they're in chronic chronological order um <laughs> imagine <laughs> if they were imagine if they weren't <laughs> <laughs> time travel uh like written by uh, Judd Winnick and uh, drawn by Daryl Banks. Was there any other artists in this? Yeah, he did. Uh, he, Dale Ling. I don't even. I don't even think Dale, Dale did most of it. He did like the first issue, and then that's it. No, he did do the first issue. I do know. Yeah, that. he did the first issue. I think that's about it for that. And Eagle Sham, the rest. Yeah. So, did you guys actually read these issues like as they were coming out, or is this like your first oh, exper- no. ex- first exposure to them? First exposure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're taking a snapshot of, like, a much bigger picture of what was going on back then, and it just pisses me off that it's like anyone that that hadn't been reading Green Lantern back then, it's like reading Volume 3 for the first time, they're going to pick this up, and kind of like you said earlier, it's like they're going to go, oh, uh, it looks like Volume 3 is mostly about Cog getting hit on by gays, (laughs) admitting admitting again and again that he's pretty low on the totem pole compared to Hal, and then... uh, you know that he's pretty low on the totem pole next to Alan, and like <laughs> that's that, it's, it's, it's no coincidence that these are the stories that Jeff is choosing to spotlight. It, Kyle, if they had to slow, why don't start with his origin story? Well, I, I'm not saying that to go all the way back then. And in fact, they had a pretty good case for like, okay, we're going to come out with a story to kind of like spotlight Jade also, in addition to Kyle, because right. there's, there's stuff with Jade going on right now, and it makes sense. 
But there's other stories with Jade, other than the ones that I was getting hit on by gays. <laughs> this wasn't the bulk of their relationship. No. no. <laughs> and it's 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 very strategically chosen, and it's kind of shitty because it's like in the guys, like, oh, we're gonna give you guys, we're gonna give you guys an olive branch, all you Kyle fans. Here's an olive branch, you know. We're gonna. Ironically, they shoved the olive branch right up the fans' asses. It, yes, literally, and <laughs> up Kyle's ass too. <laughs> um, there won't be a volume two, at least not featuring Kyle. <laughs> well, apparently this one sold very well. I, I read a blurb that Didio said in New York, like, "Oh yeah, this one sold gangbusters or something." But whether or not that's gonna lead to Kyle stuff, I I doubt it. But they're probably like, "Yes, we we sold the shittiest portion of Kyle stuff to them." Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, this this served one purpose and one purpose only: it's just to underscore to current readers of Volume Four that uh, Kyle. There's a reason why Kyle's sort of not center stage, and this is why. Yeah. Are these are these really the kind of stories you guys want to want to hear? These kind of stories? Well, <laughs> I, I did I did like I did like those kind of constructs though, the kind yeah. of detail we got on them, the yeah. ver- the variety in them, the fact that you could some that Kyle was making ones that you could like smell, you could feel, you could see like subtle movements. Yeah, and the, the bottom line is it was kind of cool to like walk by the stand for like the first time in forever and, and like, see, see a Daryl Banks cover and Kyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it cool. That's a great cover, by the way. It's an awesome cover. Is, yeah. that's, is that a new cover, or is that something that's like been in the... Sh- I feel like I've seen that before, but I'm not sure. It reminds me of Howard no. Porter. That's who I thought it was at first. And it's like, oh, no, that's Banks. It might have been a cover of like a previous trade paperback way back, but I don't think it's a cover of any individual issues. Issue? No. doesn't look familiar. I could be wrong. Not important. Well, what do you what do you guys think though? Is it was it a worthwhile endeavor? Was it? I think they missed the mark. I think, I think <laughs> like you said, that uh, this is a chance to spotlight Volume Three, spotlight Kyle Rayner, spotlight Green Lantern in general, spotlight Jade. There's so many yeah. things to tackle, and the issues weren't interesting to me. Um, I don't know what to say. I think there's too many issues in uh, Volume 3 that you can look at and say, here's a snapshot of Kyle. Point that out. Here's uh, where he first met Jade. Point yeah, that out. that would have been a good story. That was actually pretty interesting how they got together. And, and to give them four issues is to say, this is a complete story. Well, like when this they were is- first... When they were first uh, living together on Oa, and like when they, when they went and activated Mogo, that was a brilliant story. Or, like or give us the worst of them. Uh, give us Jade's death. Give us any, I mean, something. Yeah. You know, this, this just felt like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you bits and pieces of something that's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Wasn't was it was it you say that uh, it missed the mark and I agree but I think it hit the mark of what they were trying to accomplish which was to undermine <laughs> Kyle and uh, I'm trying not to three. this I'm not gonna place blame on anyone <laughs> Curiously, chief uh, creative uh, officer did, 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 didn't <laughs> didn't didn't Jay <laughs> didn't Jay die in the uh, Rand Thanagar War special Yes she did I remember that issue because it's the first time I got to see uh, Kyle Zion. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, it would have been nice to kind of do a, a trade paperback of like how they, or like, like almost like an anthology book, like a hundred pages of like uh, clips of how they got together, something in the middle, something towards the end, and then cut to like the end of that special. That would have been a pretty good endeavor. But eh, best of best best of Kyle and Jade. Not yeah, the best of, and also just the highlights of 
of that whole thing. If, if that's the whole purpose to this, is to kind of show us and educate new readers about uh, what that was all about, then that would be that'd be the way to go, I would think. But apparently, let's show Kyle getting hit on by gays. And the only way they could have made this worse was just was just add in the uh, Kyle gets cheated on for some reason. <laughs> then it could have been the wor- the worst of Kyle and Jade. Well, I mean, I've said my piece on it. I think you guys have said your piece too. Shall we move on to the? The Colton show, otherwise <laughs> Rebel Spotlight. Now, what do you want to do? You want to talk about like the latest issue or like the le- the last few issues? Because this there's been GLC goings on for a minute, you know. <laughs> there. But uh, I'll let you take it from here, Colton. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Peace. Oh, I see. I see how you go there. Ugh. <laughs> uh, remember where I put my uh, Rebels issues. No, in all seriousness, these, these are good issues. They cover a lot of bases. So yeah. how many issues have uh, these Rookie Lanterns been in? I want to say two or three. Definitely two or three. I have only read 21, which is the latest issue. So, informed me. I'm just waiting for Lobo to crap or get off the pot with that red ring. What's going on with that? Well, that didn't show up to the last issue, right? To the issue before Yeah, 20? the last issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. Okay. I mean, they they introduced the two new lanterns in uh, Rebel Sixteen. Jesus, that's a bit much. <laughs> well, I guess that, this is the arc. Oh yeah. And then after that, they started uh, introducing uh, the return of uh, of uh, they started setting up the return of Legion. They started building that back up. They actually had rebuilt uh, uh, Starfire's home planet. And they were using that as kind of a, a base for uh, their operations. They let uh, they let the people from Ran move back to the planet because they had lost their own planet, and so they were kind of uh, time sharing it. And they decided to uh, make actually they made peace with uh, Blackfire. Really? Yeah. What issue was that? Uh, Seventeen or eighteen. Okay, I like to see Blackfire again. That'd be cool. Starfire was actually about to tear, tear their asses a new one when she thought they were just uh, doing some kind of like a twisted game with her uh, home planet. But apparently, if they hadn't brought back the planet, uh, eventually uh, one or two of the planets would have actually crashed into the star, uh, Vega, because the gravity was uh, altered with the destruction of the planet. Or at least that's what he said. You never know with real if he's lying just to get his way or if uh, he's legitimately just using something for his own gain. Mm. But he was probably right. And the latest issue is... 21. 21, where Lobo joins the team. Yeah, he officially joins the team. Because yeah. uh, remember, Bedard mentioned that he really wanted to use uh, Lobo right from the beginning, but uh, he wasn't allowed to for a while. And apparently, it was just so uh, it was just so Johns could ride him for one issue, give him a ring, and then yeah. say, see ya. Yeah, that's why he didn't have him for twenty something issues. Kind of well, ridiculous. That was that uh, that Sam Keith story, right? Yeah, wasn't he in the Reign of Hell or Reign of Hell? No? Well, no, that was a while ago, wasn't it? To be fair, this isn't even that Lobo. This is still the this is still the this is still the fake Lobo from uh that's in space. At least that's what uh Keith huh? implied. Fake yeah, Lobo. Keith Giffen implied that that uh, that the Lobo who was running around with his own church in space and stuff and showed up in fifty two wasn't the real Lobo. And that the real Lobo's been in hell. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, I've never cared for the character, so real or fake, he's pretty much a waste <laughs> on me. And uh, he's pretty much the reason why I probably won't be continuing this series, as if I needed a reason. Um, you definitely do damn need a reason. 
That means that I didn't hate this issue on my speed read. It's just... Was that snot or something? <laughs> is, is someone blowing their nose? Because I will blow my nose with this issue. <laughs> oh, come on. No, it wasn't bad. No, it's it was just, not bad. No, the art's pretty nice. I like the art. Um, Claude St. Aubin. Um... Yeah, I, I don't have anything negative to say. It's just, it's just one of those decent issues. It didn't wow me. It didn't piss me off. No. I barely know any of the characters. One thing I I did like is that um, compared to the Blackest Night issues of Rebel, it didn't have those millions of uh, word bubbles that tried to tell me everything about every character. And thank God for that because that that was just a lot of talking. Um, a lot of reading, rather. It did get a little wordy at the end, um, but that was fine. That was fine. I don't know. I'm just indifferent on the issue altogether. It's just something that doesn't interest me. Maybe if we got an official crossover with Green Lantern, I'd be willing to pick it up again. Or um, maybe a bigger name artist, I'd pick it up. But uh, as of now, it's not doing it for me. And Rookie Green Lanterns talking to the Guardians isn't going to do it for me either. Yeah, I feel like we have you kind of have to have lower expectations as far as the the GLC tie-ins factor. Uh, you get some Green Lantern involvement, but not a lot. And expecting it to like tie into anything that's going on, like the core books, is not only an unrealistic expectation, but do we really want that? I mean, I don't know if I want like any tie-ins to like Brightest Day or. For its own good, it probably shouldn't. Yeah. That way, when it's remembered, it's not connected to anything else. Yeah. It's got to be remembered for its own identity, not for uh, the for survival's sake. Though, it may need that. Yeah. And Adam Strange does interest me, though. I would love to finally read an Adam Strange book. I haven't gotten around to it. Well, he's going to be in this book for the foreseeable future. You haven't read Planet Heist yet. Is that what they call it? I thought it was Planet something. Up. Anyway, you, no, you, I have you not. Have, you I must read to. that. That was awesome. That was Andy Diggle and something. Yes. Somebody. Yes. Yeah. I want to read it. I heard about it, but I haven't read it. That's like the I whole basis for the basis, the current uh, Adam Strange, the way he's portrayed. Yeah, I heard it was like a retweak of his. I think that's what Andy does now. He just goes around doing everybody's origins again and leaving them alone, like Green Arrow. Fix him up, leave. Fix him up, yeah, right. That's fucking asshole. <laughs> anyway, um, what's this dude with it, it the... Quit it. <laughs> the guy with standing next to Strange uh, and Captain, Starfire? Captain Comet or some shit? What the fuck is wrong with his chest? Is that a hole in his chest? It looks like a giant Iron Man, like, hole in his chest. But it kind of does, doesn't it? I'm not going to dwell on it. Um, Just part of his costume. Orifice. Mm. Is that like sub- this, this group is, is, is a diverse looking group here, man. You, you've got old characters, new characters, characters you know and characters you don't quite. Who's the little girl? Oh, she's a, she's a shapeshifter. A Durlin. Wow. Are you reading this? I'm Andrews? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I sent him all those damn issues, and that's why I got him I didn't think it. he'd read it. At least not, like, all right, let me shift this to my priority list. 
Didn't you just say I, I bought all the Wonder Woman issues? <laughs> Go read that shit. What you reading Rebels for? Me? This is a good yeah. series. I've read all those Wonder Woman issues. Oh well, go Green Arrow is next or Flash fuck. something. Oh fuck Flash! No. Green Arrow maybe. <laughs> he only has to read. He only, to he only, to. He only yeah, has yeah. to read one issue a month. It's not that big of a deal. No, no, I'm not. No, gonna, take time. I'm not going to condemn you for reading Rebels. Give Colton something to talk about. Um, his holster is like up to his nipple. That's not good. Um. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I, I, if I look, if I continue to flip through this shit, I'm gonna rip it apart, and I don't want to do that. I do have coloring issues with it, like the white boots, and I have a minor issue with the co- with the GL costumes, like Secret Origin. Not that I want anyone to consider that like the definitive Hal Jordan origin by any means, but um, it did kind of establish that like the the pinstriped Green Lantern suit w- without the shoulder shit. You know what I'm talking about? Like that, that would that was like a, a modification specifically by Hal to, to look cool, and Sinestro was like kind of rapping his knuckles about it, like, "Hey, you, you shouldn't fuck with a Green Lantern costume." Uh, but like the template is supposed to have the shoulder straps now in, in the current continuity, but these guys like have it by default. Like a classic thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's minor note. And well, the white boots thing is, it only pops up like what one or twice, once yeah. or twice. I'm looking, I'm looking through. I see green, green, green. Once or twice too many. <laughs> it is primarily well, green, but I eh. think we know that. We're looking at back to uh, Untold Blackest Night, Untold Tales of Blackest Night. Dove's hair was blonde and not white. Well, see, that, that's halfway correct because her hair is supposed to be blonde, but not when she's actually Dove. Dove, which they've gotten wrong in the actual Birds of Prey book because she's got like white hair in and out of costume, which is bullshit. But at least somebody remembered she's supposed to have blonde hair, kind of. So it I could be. It could be I, worse. I can't keep up. I give him. I give him half a point for that. <laughs> at least the heart, make the heart was in the right place. <laughs> at least they, at least they didn't make Lobo's ring blue or anything. Yeah. It does disappear for a few panels, though. Well, it is swinging around in a chain around his neck. Well, his necklace appears more than his uh, ring does. Probably he, more he firmly did. in place. Either way, I like that it shines. That's cool. But I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of wanted to see him put it to use, you know. He's fighting rookie Greenlanders. I don't think he really. Not needs now. It. I'm not saying now, but sometime in the future, because Lobo's dangerous enough as is, as his barely stable self with all that power. What's he gonna do when he goes nuts with rage? I can't get myself excited for Red Lantern Lobo when I hate Lobo now. So him bleeding out the mouth doesn't interest me any 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 further. So. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really looking forward. To, I'm really kind of looking forward to the next issue because I want to see like I just, I, I know it's probably not going to be the case, but I just want to see like uh, what this uh, female sign did to her people wrong was that she got a boo job. It's like you have wronged your people, you've altered the cosmic shape. Because yeah, interesting where that goes. Because has there ever been a female sign with a chest? I don't remember that ever occurring ever. I'm pretty sure that doesn't work on lizards. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Huh? It's, a, it's a mammalian feature. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but then again, you know, the, the, the scions are the science types who keep genetically manipulating themselves. So I figure, you, you know, guys are, are maybe. real geeks right now. <laughs> it's just really geeking out on me. Why don't we quit, why don't we quit while, we, while we're behind? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess for those of you reading Rebels, look forward to the... Secret origin of Gorius. What is it? Gorius Karkum. 
And um, well, you let us know how you enjoy because uh, <laughs> I won't be reading it. Of course you won't, you asshole. Uh, anyways, one uh, there is one more error I do note. Uh, besides the fact that he's missing his uh, red lantern ring on the cover and around his neck, the the rookie lanterns have uh, their uh, badges even though they don't have them yet in the story. Well, that's how you get people to buy the issue. You're not going to put them on there with a the big empty patch. People won't know they're green. <laughs> hey, it, it works for Power Girl. It's not, a, it's not a see-through patch on their chest. Power Girl has a window. You give that lizard man the, girl a patch and people might show up. Uh, Lobo didn't seem too fond of her. It's because she uh, looks like a man. <laughs> it's not supposed to be an appealing species. I'm Crazy sure it's to the species it is. <laughs> oh, of course to them. Well, anyway, I'm done talking about Rebels. You can... I guess, I guess that's pretty much a wrap, then, unless you guys have anything to add about anything Green Lantern. Nice. Um, stay tuned for episode 11, where uh, we'll be back on track discussing... Yep. Back on Emerald Warriors, Green Lantern, Brightest Day, and uh, Green Lantern Corps. All right. Good night. It's a big cast. Good night. See you guys then. I'm really looking forward to that cast. Oh, and uh, I I think Eric had something to say. Eric? Waste of time. Uh, Those are Jeff Johns. The latest things are pretty good. And uh, I guess waste of time? Yeah, the Emerald Warriors, you know, waste of time. Waste of time. Quote of the week. Be sure to check out Kirby Crackle, the performance of our opening thing, Room Capacity, at www.kirbycracklemusic.com. Also, check out the Roy Clark Method, performance of our ending theme, Sector 2814, at method.